0: Hello, this is Glenn Dunsweiler. Welcome to another episode of Difficult Questions. This one is on mass shootings. Specifically, what can we do to prevent mass shootings? And for this, I wanted to take a different approach. So so bear with me. Usually, we look at mass shootings as something that we can't understand. We, we look at it at, at it as something that those other people can do. And this, this builds a great divide between us and our understanding. We chalk it up to mental illness or we chalk it up to um, misguided masculinity and, and um, male privilege which gets pushback from those populations. Males say, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a killer. And the mentally ill say, I'm not violent. Stop being afraid of me. So we are often trying to look and understand the other. And I think the key is to try and understand where we didn't become a mass murderer. We also look at ways to stop the avalanche or lessen the avalanche. We look at getting rid of guns. We look at getting more guns because everyone with a gun then makes it safer. We look at lessening the amount that the guns can shoot in order to lessen the amount of people killed. And I would rather focus on how to possibly prevent the avalanche. Now I know people have no idea. My my father said some things we just can't understand. And I do a lot of work with the homeless. Uh, again, there are people that just have this block that say, Well, I could never be homeless, therefore I don't even understand how they got there. And that That block stops you from understanding and empathizing and inevitably helping because you are viewing someone as the other. They don't feel a kinship with you. Therefore, they remain as the other and they don't get better. They are a throwaway person. And if you identify them as a throwaway person, they become just a throwaway person. So I want to take that strategy of trying to empathize with the other, and I want to apply it to mass shooters. I want you to ask yourself, how could you become a mass shooter? I was listening to a TEDx talk of a guy that said he was going to be a mass shooter, but the thing that changed him was having a friend. he had had a really rough life. Uh, his, his, his upbringing was really scattered. He moved about. He was always a new kid in school. He got bullied. He never felt worthy. His parents were disasters. He felt alone. And he thought he was a garbage person. He got to a point where he thought, I just am in despair, and I guess I'm supposed to, I'm going to spread this despair. But he had a friend, and that friend just liked him for one reason or another, just liked him. And that one friend kept him from committing mass murder, from spreading his sorrow, because his friend showed him that he was obviously worth something to somebody and that really resonated with me so we're going to go through my life and i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to share with you how i could have become a mass shooter and how i could and and what prevented me from being a mass shooter and i want you to do this too with your with your own life as well so i grew up and my my mother and my grandfather really impressed on me that i needed to be a good citizen so right there shooting people bad citizen i'm never going to become a mass shooter but i don't i don't want to stop there because that's too easy right i had this life directive from my my grandparent and my mother that everything i had to do was good and positive and productive and uh so that no matter what was the stopgap but i so stability and guidance and and parental units and and family units and people that you look up to that definitely stops people from being a mass shooter but i was completely awkward i was a completely strange kid. I felt like an alien in my own body. And in elementary school, you're a kid and I got bullied. I was big. So that stopped some bullying because I was one of the tallest kids in in the class. But I still had a rough time. And then in junior high, which is usually a very very rough time for for students i had a really rough time i felt completely isolated completely alone except i had one friend and that friend i couldn't for the life of me figure out why he liked me but he did and he always stuck by me and he was kind of a guidance for me when i felt lost and that alone kept me from complete despair then when I got into high school I had that friend in crossover into high school but then I gained I had another friend that carried me kind of through high school the same I felt awkward I felt strange but he really liked me and was kind of a leader type person and so took you know in a in a, in a way, took me under his wing. And I always felt that someone liked me, even though I couldn't figure out why. The other thing that in high school that helped me immensely was, as I've talked to you before, drumline, uh, being in a group of people that had accepted me and gave me guidance. So those things really kept me on a path of not complete despair but again i was as far as dating goes i was completely awful at talking to girls i still had the same obsession that men have that young men have with women and and sexuality and not knowing what to do and being frustrated about it but through Drumline and through some other endeavors, I found that I could, if I worked at something, I could get positive results. And so I would just obsess on that. And I was not good at dating because you can't work at dating and get good at it. Um, it's not really that's it. <laughs> working at dating doesn't attract women. Right. That's the the thing that that men don't understand young men going growing up they don't you can't force a relationship and yet you can force getting better at playing drums you can force getting better at working on cars you can you can force these your will on other things and see success but if dating isn't successful because of your outlook of who you are it's not going to be successful so when when I saw Elliot Roger killed, uh, pe- people randomly tried to get into a, a sorority house to kill the the women that would not date him. I just thought, oh man, someone had to talk to that guy to tell him to relax because it's not going to happen. But it's okay that it doesn't happen. I mean, I think men have this this intensity that can build up and they have to be trained they have to be talked to they can't be let alone to to work that out and that becomes a, a difficult conversation but if it does not get worked out by people that they trust by people that they'll listen to if they're they're not given other ways to succeed that anger that aggression that's hey, I need to mate. I've got this thing inside me that says I need to be with women and women don't want me. That that complete frustration can drive men to insanity. And I think that's what happened with Elliot Roger. And when I specifically heard of that case, I just thought, man, if I had a moment to talk to that guy, maybe I could have stopped him from going insane. But he had a really rough upbringing. His parents were separated. He did not feel worthy. So again, I think that's the key. He didn't feel worthy. And in high school, I felt worthy. And because I was connected to some people, even though I had these these frustrations. And it's always not it's not always about women, it's but it definitely is a male aggression thing, right? We don't have female mass shooters, and I think a lot of women feel that because of that they they can't identify, it is definitely the other. The problem with that is women raise boys, so you have contact with young men, with boys, you have everyday contact, you have important contact. And if you don't try to connect with them and understand them, even though chemically, biologically you can't, there's gonna be problems because whenever we say that's different, I can't understand, very rarely does that lead to finding a solution. And I think we need to ask ourselves how we could be a mass murderer in order to find the people that actually could be mass murderers and turn them around. I like to think that Smokey the Bear had a great outlook on this. Only you can prevent mass murderers. Thanks for going on this journey with me. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Yeah.